How we doing? Welcome back into the recap. It's been a minute, but we're back. Me and Bryce both starting new jobs, so it's been a little hectic, but we're glad to be back. Back to be uh, glad to be talking some hockey. I missed you, buddy. How you doing? Oh, I know. I miss you too. I miss talking hockey. I miss watching <laughs> hockey. It's so different working now, like not bartending and. And not going to school, it's like, what the heck? I just miss hockey. Bartending is nice. You can just put the game on behind the bar, you know, and no one questions it. Oh, I did it Sunday for the Bruins game. Nice. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been watching a good amount. Just been tough to try and get on the same page for core. But here we are. I'm excited. We got a lot of stuff to take care of. Um, right off the bat, I want to start going back to the outdoor game because we haven't talked since then. So I figure that's a pretty good uh, place to start. A couple things here that came up, obviously had some issues with the ice. Uh, a lot of people giving them, you know, giving it to the NHL on uh, <laughs> Twitter, the all-time line of uh, Gary Bettman saying, you know, there's clouds in the sky. You see the clouds in the sky. They're everywhere, but where the sun is. So, <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Um, but I mean, honestly, I'm not going to give them, you know, I'm not going to give them too much shit about it. Like they tried to do something on the fly in this weird year. It looked sick. Um, oh, it looked unreal. Yeah. And they fixed it the second day, like moved it to the night. You still got to see the sun setting and all that stuff. So, I mean, I guess. Now, you know, you got to pick a colder place if you're going to do it. And it's also been a hot, you know, winter. So it would have been it would have been a better year to do the one in Dallas. eh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so a um, couple things I had written down and then I don't know what else you saw. They had this absolute clown. I don't even know who he was. I don't remember. I've never seen him. This guy with the glasses. I don't know if you saw most of it, but he was like the sideline reporter or something. This guy was a stooge, like so annoying to watch. He's like missing the ball on on the on the green or on the fairways and all this type of all that stuff. And then Nathan McKinnon just gets like absolutely embarrassed too, trying to hit that shot that um was it Sackick, I guess, got a hole in one there at one point. I don't yeah. know if you saw that little clip. Yeah, I I didn't get to see too much of that. And then, dude, we had the all timer. Uh, after the national anthem, the 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 hero of the weekend comes out, Dusty Gooch, Dusty R. <laughs> Gooch. Did you see that? All the memes coming out. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man. Yeah. So for anyone who didn't see that, this they honored this. Uh, I believe he was a firefighter, or he could have been in the service. I'm not sure. Um, either way, they just put it up on screen, Dusty. R Gooch, you know they put the R because like the guys in the tech room were laughing their asses off back there. So just hilarious to see. And then <laughs> everybody on Twitter, of course, is like, bring him back, bring him back. And you know, they do the opening ceremonies for day two. You don't see them. And then they just casually drop it. I can't remember. During one of the intermissions, they just casually drop it like a shot zooming in on him. He's like waving out the window. Dusty <laughs> Gooch. Uh Man oh, of the people. Yeah. But, yeah, overall, cool event. Uh, I'd like to see them do more of these where, you know, I think the stadium thing started out as cool, and then they did stadium series, and it kind of took away from it a little bit. I still like the, obviously, the New Year's Day game is, is awesome, but I'd like to see more of these, like, destination-type games. I don't know about Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I think they overused the stadium series spectacle. And, I mean, some of them were so sick, it, but I, they were just overused and not as paid attention to, and they started doing stadium series and thinking that they could get away with three a year. Like, I think that the destination ones are unreal. Like, could you imagine bringing it up to, like, like uh, in British Columbia? There are some places that would be so sick up in the Vancouver area. Yeah, dude, anywhere really. I mean, just the outside aspect is so cool. 
I mean, think there's a million places you could do it. You could do it at every state park in the country. You know what I mean? You could do it in Baxter, like it, and it'd look unbelievable. I just think the, like you said, like it was cool at first with the stadiums, but honestly, they've done all the stadiums that I really cared to see them do it in at this point, yeah. you know, and it kind of, I think it makes the most sense on their end because they can put the most fans in there, but they need to figure out a way to either get fans there or just honestly, I didn't mind there not being fans there. I thought it was cool that way. Honestly, it was kind of cool. And like, I mean, there were some people there, but I think that's more what added to that mystery Alaska feel. Yeah. And I think that's what they were going for. And they should continue to do that. I mean, it looked so cool out on the golf course. They had all these different storylines and it, it, I want to go to Lake Tahoe now, like immediately. So uh, I think it's, it's really good, really good for the game. They should continue to try and do that, that stuff there. Um, so post game, I believe it was after that game. So well, sorry, I'll back up. Post game, David Pasternak of the when the Bruins played, hilarious interview where he's so pissed off at these guys asking him questions. Uh, they're like, "Why are you still wearing those glasses?" All time look by the Bruins too. All time look, unbelievable move, dressing in all '90s retro stuff. Love that. And then after yeah. the game, Pasa, absolute rock star, dude. This guy's an absolute rock star. He's taking the mantle from Yager, pass it to Ovi, pass it to Pasta. Now this guy's a rock star and it's awesome. And after, yeah, he's like, uh, well, we were listening to Barbie girl and I don't know what's going to be playing when I come back all pissed off. <laughs> Did you see that clip? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know how you couldn't. It was everywhere. Oh my God. It was unbelievable. So then. I believe it was that night, later that night, we get a, you know, the boys are probably having a couple drinks in the locker room, fun game there. They get the, they trounce the Flyers, embarrass the Flyers. And they, Marshawn's on Twitter, there's some Devils fan saying blah, 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 this and that. We beat you, we this, we that, we whatever, which, I don't know, dude. I don't mind the we thing, but like if you're trying to come at an NHL player and saying we, like you best not miss. And so Marshawn comes back and essentially says, I don't know why you're saying we, buddy. Like you're a peasant, you're this, you're that. And then another guy hops in and says, Oh, yeah, well, maybe we'd understand your tweet here if you actually knew how to use a comma, like, sick chirp, dude. And then Marshawn comes back over the top and goes, I got plenty of commas in my bank account, buddy. Oh, my God. Did you see that exchange there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a beauty, dude. He He's yeah. so much fun to watch on Twitter. Yeah, for sure. He, and I feel like these exchanges happen in waves. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think he was just, you know, day off, whatever, feeling himself a little bit. And every once in a while, he just wants to get in the mud, dude. <laughs> just wants to be one of the people, you know? Oh, I mean, yeah. dude, I get it. And But he has a good way about it where, realistically, he probably doesn't care. But he just gets bored like the rest of us every once in a while. Like, I don't know about you. Sometimes you just wake up and you're bored. And you're just like replying to everything you see on social media, whatever, just to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was more that way probably when I was like 18, where I'd wake up and be like, yeah, I'm just going to chirp people all day long for fun. Like walking into the hockey locker room in high school, no one is safe. Oh, yeah. And like, I mean, could you imagine being in a locker room with a guy that's that much of a unit on Twitter? Oh, dude. Yeah. He probably, yeah, I probably shreds people in the locker room. You got to watch your, watch how you walk around him and everything like that. I mean, yeah, dude, exactly what you said. It's just, it's fun to be an internet troll sometimes. Sometimes you just got to be an internet troll. Um, so moving on from that game, unless you had any other thoughts on the outdoor game. 
Oh, I think we're pretty much in agreement there that it was, it was a good thing to do. Um, so I wanted to move on to talk a little bit about the Blackhawks who came into the season. We talked about them in our preview saying how we kind of thought they had players, young players. We even mentioned the guy I'm going to mention again to bring it, who has been unreal, but did they have, you know, all the pieces kind of, and then with taser out, it was, it, it looked like it was going to be grim, Kirby but doc. yeah, the Kirby doc too. Um, but they get to, and no Corey Cry, literally no one in net. We had no idea what they're doing. So they have this rookie goalie. His name's escaping me. You probably know it. Do you know? No. I oh, I stumped I Bryce. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll look it up real quick while I'm talking, but uh, yeah, so this goalie comes in. He's been playing great. I've actually watched a few of their games because they've been fun to watch, dude. Honestly, I don't know how many Blackhawks games you've caught, but especially like, did you see Kane the other night with another like sick toe drag, like move to the middle top shelf? Oh, yeah, it, he he does these things, and it's like, are you even really that surprised at this point? Nope, definitely not. And I saw. <laughs> People, Kevin uh, Lankanen is the name I think I was looking for. Yeah, Lankanen. Lankanen. Yes, yes, Lankanen. So anyways, he's been great. And they've been great. Huge salary cap hit, too, for a starting goalie. 800K? Yeah, dude, that's what you want. That's what you – that's – I equate that to like if you can get a a good solid quarterback on their entry level deal where you can kind of build the rest of the team around them and they're not taking up too much money. You know what I mean? Like I think in in Boston, that's one of the reasons people are always talking about blah, 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 two grass, trade him, whatever, because he makes a lot of money. But I think it's you can kind of compare those two. Well, you I, I'm sorry. I'm totally throwing you off track. Keep going with the Blackhawks. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> Blackhawks, they've been playing really good. They're in the playoff spot right now. I, I mean, I don't see why, as long as he keeps playing well, the goaltending and they, and I think they're going to get Kirby doc back at some point. Um, I could see them making it. They're kind of in that zone that we always talk about. That kind of sucks where, you want to be bad, but you're not bad. And I think the only way they would be bad is if they traded Patrick Kane at this point, which I think as long as Patrick Kane wants to be there, um, it's kind of the same thing with the Penguins. Like we were talking about Sid, like as long as that those guys want to be there, they're going to be there. You're not going to ship them out of town. No. But I mean, they might as well send it and go for it. Surprise the world because – they got nothing to lose, really, and I'm just surprised by their play, to be honest, and I just wanted to shout out them real quick. I think it's awesome. I think that that's what we needed. Um, it's like that's a team that so many people were expecting a rebuild, and they just come out of the gates pretty hot. So I'd like to see them. I'd like to see them in the playoffs. I'd like to see them make a second round. I don't really care to see them win the cup, but. I'd, I'd like to see him go deep. <laughs> yeah, and then also in that division, like quietly, I mean, they have a they they still have a good amount of games in hand with other teams, but the Stars have been bad. A team that I think we all thought was gonna, you know, be competing for a cup again, and right now they're sitting at 16 points at the bottom of the standings in that Central Division. So that's tough to see. Um, but I guess just moving from there, we can kind of talk about where all the divisions are at right now. Um, so, yeah, Central Division, like we said, Blackhawks are in it. Panthers have looked really good. They've been playing really good. Um, they've lost a couple of games. Still Bobrovsky, though, not living up to his contract. So it's like if he ever does at some point this year, it's like, wow, like, could they seriously compete for a cup? I mean, they've been making do. Like, they've been playing well. 
Um, they're in there. They were at the top of the the division for a while. They're still a point out. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We keep talking about Bobrovsky. Like, what's he going to do? That's such a huge cap hit. I know, dude. It, it's terrible. It's honestly... Seeing this team right now, you're a point out of leading this division. This division that we identified as one of the weaker divisions. It's now even looking even weaker with the stars being so bad. And if if you had $10 million to spend, dude, $10 million, Imagine if you had $10 million that they could have spent on anything this offseason or used at the trade deadline. That's just $10 million they just don't have and they're not using. I mean, they're using him, but he's not playing well. It's, oh, I think, oh, man. I can't remember the sequence of events, but I'm pretty sure Quenville came in after that contract was signed. I feel like he never would have let that get signed, and he probably hates it so much. It's just I don't understand what their, their thought process was there. Like, I, it's what, almost, is that a 10? Is that a ten million dollar cap hit? I'm pretty sure it's ten, or yeah, close to it. It's insane. Yeah, it's like it's... I. And then isn't um, Dre- was it Drieger? Drieger? Yes. Yeah, and he's he's been playing good. Yep, he's been playing solid. He's, in... he's making it look like that. He's literally like proving everyone's point that mm-hmm. that was a dog crap contract. Absolutely. And I mean, you can't really blame them at the time because at the time he was year after year, one of the best goalies like that we've seen in our day. Um, But he just fell off and hasn't got it back. And I don't know what the solution is. I don't know how he feels about it. I mean, I don't know if he's just kind of the guy that's like, well, I'm just going to collect my check or if he's actually frustrated. I'm obviously not on the Florida Panthers beat. <laughs> so uh, we'll see there. But anyways, they've been playing good. So good for them. I just, if they can find a way to get that 10 mil off the books, man, um, and bring in like a couple good free agents, you're looking at a solid team coached by one of the greatest to ever do it. So we'll see. But I mean, it looks like they're probably going to make playoffs this year. So. We'll see, but uh, they look good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out, uh, Keith Yandel, supposedly bad at defense or bad defenseman. Now he's like top ten in points. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, uh, yeah. Um. Uh, all right. Moving over to the North Division. Uh, we had this is probably about a week ago now. At this point, but I was watching this game. Uh, Battle of Alberta. McDavid with the natural hat trick. Uh, that's been that series has not been as good as I thought it was going to be. The Flames are underperforming. Uh, that game was good. I love watching the Oilers. Uh, I have them in our little pool there. So shout out me. They're looking really good. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking wicked good with Vancouver. Oh, oh, dude, that's tough. <laughs> And the, the best part is, is I wanted them to. I would have picked them if you would have passed on them. So shout out to you for doing that for me. Also, huge, I want huge shout out to Cullen for having Dallas. Oh, yes, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge shout out. And uh, yeah, also uh, egg on our face for all chirping Connor for picking the Leafs, saying he was a joke for doing that. Um. But yeah, I my my top two picks in that were going to be the Flames and then the Canucks, and I didn't get either. And oh, don't, are not looking bad. And the Avalanche, you didn't get the Avalanche too. I'm I'm still sitting pretty. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, Yotes are in and out though. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. So, anyways, McDavid and Drysaddle have been unbelievable. Uh, they just continue to be a force carrying that team. Um, the teams looked a, a little bit better than past years in terms of like depth. Um, still, you know, same issues that they always have where um, 
defense and goaltending and you know depth basically overall has been an issue but they've been they've been playing pretty good and the best games that I've seen in that division are when they play the Leafs um they got the better of them a couple nights ago and then I think it went vice versa last night um the Leafs have looked really good fun to watch team they're kind of looking like the Tampa of last year um, but I still just think they're going to, you know, Leafs going to leave when they get to the playoffs. I think they're going to eat it, maybe get second round and lose. God, I hope so. <laughs> like, I mean, at the same time that I'm saying that, though, I want Joe Thornton to win a cup. I know, dude. Me too. And then also, speaking of the old guys, this just came to mind. Yeah, Jason Spezza. Guy's getting health bombed like every game, and then now all of a sudden he looks like better than he did as a fucking senator. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. Like it's crazy. You look at uh, you look at Thornton and Spezza, and they look like they're twenty three years old again. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not hard for Joe. He's playing with Mitch Marner and uh, Austin Matthews. Tough life, yeah. eh? Both both the guys right around twenty three years old. Yeah. So that's a sick line, but um. Yeah, this, this division's kind of looking weaker than I thought it would uh, with our teams, Canucks, Flames, kind of petering out. And then barely in the playoffs right now, we have uh, your friends up north there, the Montreal Canadiens, fired Claude Julien the other day, your other boy, your boy Claude Julien. Stanley Cup winner with the Bruins, uh, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Got, they fired, got fired him. I, I, he for, got fired, and he was like, "For what? A decent, a decent amount over 500. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, to be in I playoffs, to have this team in playoffs. Apparently, so I listened to a Canadian's like beat reporter, whatever he is, the other day. I don't know if you heard that he was on Chicklets. Supposedly, the expectation this year was for them to compete and be a playoff team and this and that, where I think me and you talked about that they were going to be a team that we thought might sneak into the playoffs. So they're right where we thought they would be. So I don't understand what he was doing wrong. He was playing young guys, which he was known to never do. And I mean, you promote whoever this guy is that they're, they're going to do it. And supposedly they think he's going to be a good coach. Like maybe he will be, but they got Alex Burroughs on their uh, bench now. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Actually. I, I uh, maybe he'll also bite some fingers off of the players and get them to play better, <laughs> but I just, I don't know. I don't really see the purpose of this. Like, I don't think he was doing a bad job uh covid year like i don't see why you don't just like take your time to look for and I, maybe that's what they're doing they fire him now they have plenty of time i don't know he's i don't a really damn, know <laughs> like he's a damn good coach i yeah. understand like there you look around the league and you look at teams with that are loaded up with veterans and you just think wow claude julian would be a really good coach in that lineup because that's how he won a cup with Boston. And when he was with the Canadians before, he did okay when they have when they were all a little, little bit older as well. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's a guy that's definitely gonna be a contender for a job when people start getting fired in a, within the month. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what team he would be a good fit on, kind of. Um I don't really he's gonna have to go to like a bottom tier team probably um, oh, yeah. just because like a lot of these teams that are in the playoffs right now are kind of set at, at coach, but yeah, I don't know. I don't Canadians are that team that we were talking about. That's kind of a no man's land. They have good young players. They have Carey price who hasn't looked great this year. I don't know. They just need like a superstar. Like I don't feel like they don't have a superstar, anything like they don't, I mean, Shea Weber uh, caught Kanayami. <laughs> yeah, he's been good, but, but is he a superstar? I mean, he's not a superstar. And I who mean, knows? Who knows? That could all change because you've looked around and you've seen guys just flourish out of nowhere. Yeah. I'm not so, saying they don't have it. Yeah. It's a growth aspect that you're just hoping is going to click with these guys. Yeah. I think they just need a little bit more 
talent there. I think they have a salt. Like I like when I look at their roster, I like it up and down. You know what I mean? Like depth wise, like, but I feel like they just don't have that guy. Like you look at the avalanche. If you, you know, like if you take away Nathan McKinnon, that's a, that's still a very good roster, but they don't have that guy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm making any sense at all, but, but, and then like, but like I the Oilers, get, you I take away, yeah, you take away McDavid and Dreitzeidel, they're bad. You know what I mean? They're bad. But say it's like the Canadians roster with McDavid, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I think they need that like face of the franchise. I guess it's Shea Weber, but he's kind of older. I know he's playing well. I'm not saying he's not good, but I wouldn't consider Shea Weber like a superstar anymore. He was at one time. But I they think need, just, they need Phil Kessel. Yeah, like up front. They need that guy up front. And I just don't think they have it. Um, and then they obviously need Carey Price to play better. But so hey, I don't th- Hey, I, I'm sure uh, Taylor Hall is willing to pick up some phone calls. <laughs> oh, that's actually not a bad idea. And I think they are going to kind of go all into like make moves because I, I think everyone from Claude Julian up, obviously Claude Julian was the first to go, but I think everyone over there is kind of on the hot seat. And I think it's really just because in that market, you just have a shorter leash and Bergevin's had a long leash. He's been there almost a decade now with really not much to show for it. So they have plenty of years. They didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. So I think it's probably time. So they'll probably go on in, try go all in. Sorry. Try and make a run. I, I think if they can get that game breaker, Taylor Hall is not bad. I mean, he's been, he has been bad, but you know what I mean? If he goes over there and plays yeah, but so well, it's Jack. We'll so it's the entire Sabres roster. Yeah. Dude, I, I heard though that the Canadians almost got Pierre Luc Dubois. I think that would have been awesome if they got him. But yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We've talked a lot about the Canadians. Uh, I'm going to move into yeah, the Western please, Division. Please move on. <laughs> oh, also, Jets have been sneaky good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving to the West, um, this division has pretty much been going as expected as well. Um, Knights, Blues, Avalanche at the top. Avalanche haven't been as good as I thought they would be, um, but I think they've had guys in and out of the lineup, so that kind of happens. And then uh, Devin Taze was out for a while. Okay, yeah. And then the Wild and Coyotes, like we said, are we're going to be the teams battling for that last spot, and that's yeah. kind of held true. Yeah. Um, because if you look at our picks in the West, we have Ryer with Arizona, me with Colorado. Uh, Cullen with St. Louis and Connor with Vegas. Yeah. And I was really between the wild and the coyotes when I had that pick. So, I mean, we all knew right away that none of us were picking a team from California. Oh yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and I guess I could have picked a wild, but I, I kind of thought the wild would have a better chance to make it, but I also just, I'm thinking cup and I think, the Coyotes, like as weird as it sounds, probably have a better shot than the Wild just because Darcy Kemper could get super hot in the playoffs. Like, I don't think that'll ever happen. Um, but, you know, that, that and, was the... And, and you look at Minnesota and every single one of their players is the same exact player. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. They are. And... That must be so hard for NHL 21 to just copy and paste everyone's like attributes <laughs> uh, they just do the uh like the stock player that you get in like be a pro mode joe nhl yeah joe nhl just like 15 times on their roster <laughs> um but yeah this is i mean i haven't watched a ton of games in this division other than literally avalanche knights every time they've played it's been super fun to watch Every um, time I'm awake at night, I turn the TV on. Minnesota's playing LA, <laughs> or Minnesota's no, playing yeah. Anaheim. I'm like, come on! I want to watch Minnesota play somebody else. Yeah, like I have no interest in 
pretty much the only match mattress <laughs> matchup I have interest in is is literally Avalanche Knights. Uh, I'll watch them if they play the Blues, but I don't know. The Blues don't really excite me that much after last year or the year before. Sorry, they they um, never excited me. Yeah, they. I mean, they, they were kind they of were exciting. boring when they won the cup. Really? I don't know, man. I liked watching them play when they won the cup, but I don't think they have that anymore. I don't know. I was too busy crying in the corner of the room. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I watched them kind of all the way through. I thought they were exciting then, but or they played a good brand of hockey, I should say, but I think they've kind of lost it. I don't know. Yeah, they played um, a better version of the Boston Bruins hockey. They did. That's true. They did do that. They owed him one after losing to them like four times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, any other thoughts on this division here? I don't really have any more on this. Um, uh, not really. I mean, it's not that exciting. You yeah, look around, you see Vegas and you see Colorado and you see St. Louis just lighting the lamp. And other dude, than that, it's a very coasting kind of division. I've found myself in the last week or so being like oh dude like watching this team or that team like toronto watching them like oh i'm like oh i can't wait till they play the capitals but they just won't like they might not at all like i'm starting to at the beginning of the year yeah i thought the rivalry thing was cool and i still do like i like playing the penguins nine times i like that we're gonna play the bruins nine times but it's like i'm starting to miss playing other teams like i want to play other good teams like I miss the West Coast road trip, and you get to watch a Bruins game at 10 o'clock. Yeah, dude. And also, there's it, – it, it's becoming too – like like I just said, this division, like the West division, I just don't even care to watch, like, any of these games because their matchups are always bad for the most part. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Same thing with the North. There's not a ton of good ones. Like, I don't know. I'm just miss. I just miss the interleague play. That I'm starting to miss it. I didn't think I would miss it as much, but starting to get to the point in the season where I'm I miss it a lot. And then it's like you look at. <clears throat> sorry to go back to Canada, but like good. you look at um, the Canadian division, and the only people that are making this division exciting are the damn Kachuk brothers. <laughs> they're fighting the same people they're having the same issues with the same people and it's like exciting to watch other than that there's no one doing anything exciting like when zach cassian went out injured now it's like okay well there goes the battle of alberta like what's <laughs> luchik gonna do oh yeah he's gonna hit somebody and maybe fight but it's not gonna be exciting yeah like that guy lost his his momentum and that's the reason why the Bruins got rid of him. Yep, definitely. <laughs> and yeah, pretty much I tuned in to watch McDavid there. Yeah. Or I'll tune in to watch the Leafs, but that's pretty much it. But anyways, yeah, I just I'm starting to miss those interleague games and I can't wait for the playoffs to see some matchups. And I oh oh Bryce, I did it. I said that before the show, I couldn't remember what I wanted to say, but I just remembered it, <laughs> this this topic. I was also thinking about the fact that all of these teams in all of these divisions, I think other than the division we're about to talk to, the Eastern Division, the teams at the top of these divisions could honestly be absolute dog when they get to the playoffs, like, if they play, you know what I'm saying? Like North division, the Leafs could just play like say the flyers in the first round and just lose. You know what I mean? Like we have no idea because they haven't played any of these other teams. We have no idea how they match up against them. It's going to be completely new. It's going to be complete chaos. Question for you. Playoffs divisions. Are they doing within your division and then go to the conference or are they doing one through eight? We talked about this at the beginning of the year, but I can't remember what it is. I want to say, I want to say, yeah, it's what you just said. But still, like when you get to that second, third round, yeah, fourth yeah, round, yeah. 
It's going to be crazy because you have not seen these teams at all. It's going to be complete crapshoot. It's like college bowl games. Yeah, it is. Oh, that's a good point. Good call. Firing right now. But yeah, I was, I don't know. I just, yeah, I didn't know what your thoughts are going to, what your thoughts were on that. Like, do you think it matters a lot that, because they're obviously watching film and everything like that. Um, well, yes, yeah, that's, I mean, it's college hockey. They yeah. get thrown into these divisions and have to play teams that they wouldn't have played. Like it's, it's wild. Like I remember what year was that? UNH had to play North Dakota and it's like, they didn't play them in the regular season. What the hell's going to happen? That's, that's what's going to happen in the NHL this year is like, these teams are going to get to the playoffs. I have to play a team they haven't seen all year. And they're entirely different rosters than last than yeah. the last time that they got to play each other. Like that's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, and the other thing is too though, is why I think the East Division has an edge is because these teams have been beating the bag out of each other. Oh, yeah. They are the tightest. This is the tightest division. Like honestly, these are all solid teams. Like the Devils oh, yeah. surprised me. The Sabres or bad, <laughs> but they yeah, and I mean can be good. You know what I mean? The, like they have nights where they can be good. The East Division is literally beating the bag out of each other with Obi's slash to Trent Frederick's penis okay. yesterday. <laughs> I mean, you can only cross check the guy so many times, and if you're standing right over his stick, like that's kind of on you. But anyways, back to my point. Uh, what do you think about that? Like in terms of they're beating each other up, but they're also kind of going to be battle tested. I feel like because I feel like there's six playoff teams in this division that only four are going to make it. Whereas in the North Division, I see three playoff teams, or maybe even two, and then I see two or three in the West. And then I see one in the central. <laughs> um, you, you know what I mean? So it's, they're going to be more battle tested, I feel like. And is it going to be the classic, like, I guess, rest versus rust type of deal somewhat? Like, is it going to be good that they've been playing playoff field games all year? I think it will be. I don't know what your thoughts on it. Or um, yeah. Is, yeah. Because yeah, okay. Yeah. Um I, I, I couldn't agree more. Like no. it's gonna be unreal to watch the East be able to go in and play like a team that they haven't seen. Because they are li- like you just said, they're literally beating the piss out of one another every game. <laughs> and it's so much fun to watch. Like anytime that there's an East game on, like lately, like the East has had that at 12 o'clock or three o'clock spot on NBC sports on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a go-to watch every single Sunday. And Abs- it's because they're so exciting. Absolutely. And last night, that game Bruins capitals was probably my, the most, that was probably the most enjoyment I've had watching a game yet this year. I don't know about you. I know it was like low shots, like, not a lot of great, but I, I feel like there was a lot of great opportunities. Like it was low on shots, but I feel like there's a lot of momentum swinging. A like lot you said, of posts. Yeah. A lot of posts. A lot of posts, a lot of jabbing, a lot of jawing. And of course it has to end in a shootout, which is ridiculous. I'm so yeah. sick of them, especially a game like that dude had no business ending in a shootout. I wish, I wish they could just make a call like, Nope, this game's too good. We have to give them 10 more minutes to try and score the OT winner because that's the way I wanted to see it end. Sick move by Rana, but that so I actually so God. All right. I was upset to see the way that ended. Mm. But Vrana's goal, like the way he was able to change his his speed and everything and the twists and turns and then just whoop left post. That was a Patrick Kane special. Yeah. Mind blown. It was unreal. 
And that's a guy that you really have not liked in the last year. So I've heard you say that you were not the biggest fan of Rana at some point. What are you talking about? When? Last year in the playoffs. Uh, I think you're thinking of Andre Burakovsky, bro. I love Rana. I said he was going to score 30 goals last year. You know, I could be entirely wrong. I think you're entirely – I think you're thinking of, like, Burakovsky or something. Like, I don't may, – no, maybe Vrana, like, needed to step it up or something. I don't know. I could have said something like that, but I do love Vrana. Like, I think he's the future of the team, kind of. Um, yeah. He's pretty much the only young talent they have at this point, which is kind of scary. Um, so, they need to pick it up. Also, Kuznetsov. You're probably thinking of Kuznetsov. I yell out a lot because he never shoots the puck. Um, he's had a tough year, but the, oh, also Pasternak, when he got that breakaway at first, I literally, the second Grizzly, first of all, sick outlet pass by Grizzly. The second he got that, I was like, this is a goal. And I was honestly shocked when it ran, when it rang post out, I thought it was post post in. Yeah. But it was and it snuck out. It was crazy. I was like, "Wow!" I thought for sure that was a goal. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so, sorry. Go ahead. Do you want to talk about this, uh, Frederick? Because I have a hot take of which player he reminds me of. Yeah, go for it. I mean, you go ahead, and then I'll give you all my right so, thoughts that I gave to my father earlier today when he brought it up. Oh yeah, did you guys get into it? No, I mean, I just said, like, that, okay, like, he's like, yeah, Trent Frederick. He's like, oh, yeah, Frederick was trying to fight him, but what, Ovi didn't want to fight him? I was like, yeah, Ovi was probably standing there like, uh, dude, what is your name? I don't even know who you are. Why are you trying to fight me right now? Why would I ever trade my 700-goal self for you in the penalty box for five minutes? Dude, you have two goals ever? Yeah, and Ovi has, like, six fighting majors ever. He picks wisely. I will say. peasant, dude. And he was probably also like, uh, did you see my last fight? I literally killed but, the guy. Ryan, at some <laughs> points here, at some points here, you like the way that Frederick plays. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think Trent Frederick did exactly what Trent Frederick was supposed to do last night. He went and, out and got in Ovi's kitchen last night, which Ovi still played good, but he did yeah. take that dumb penalty, which I don't even really know why they gave – Trent Frederick a penalty also, but I guess it's because he started well, it. But when he know. shook, when he shook off the gloves, there. Oh no no no! I'm talking about the uh, the crotch shot, pre crotch yeah. shot. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. It, I mean, I mean, it, technically that is a penalty. Technically that is a penalty. Yeah. But, anyways, continue on with your point. Do you have? Any guesses at which player I think that this player reminds me of? And like he's not Bruins playing player? the game today. A Bruins player? No. Oh, God. Uh, just like a mutant who does nothing. And, uh, oh, man. I don't Excitement. know. There's so many. Excitement. Sean Avery. Sean Avery? Okay. I almost said Sean Avery, but I thought I didn't want to do him like that. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, though, you look at that style last night. Like, what other player is going to go up to Ovechkin and be like, let's go? Yeah, drop some mitts. Like, Just, dude, you're ridiculous. But but he's fun. He's so much fun to watch. And, I mean, I can't, I can't stand Sean Avery, I think. Like the way that he played was drove me nuts, but that was also because I was usually on the other end. If I was a Rangers fan all day, mm. all day, you look at, you look at Brad Marchand. I absolutely love Brad Marchand. I guarantee you 25 of the remaining 30 teams in the league hate Brad Marchand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. And we talked about this. You need a guy like that. Like we, I think, the Capitals have the best overall guy at it in Tom Wilson because he can beat the bag out of you. But also, he is a very good player. 
and Both then obviously Kachuk brothers. Yep. Yep. Them too. Them too. But so yeah, and the Bruins could have used a guy like that when they were getting rocked up and down the ice by the Blues. <laughs> uh, yeah, but but instead he hands the puck away and goes off goal. But that's fine. Who? Wait, was he playing in that series? Martian? Oh no, I'm talking about Trent Frederick. No, no, I'm no. I'm saying the Blues could have used him in that series. Martian is also a similar kind of player. I mean, he's small, but he's a yeah, similar but he's kind not going to fight. And... Yeah, he's not going to fight though, yeah, and he's not he's expendable. Not he's not expendable. Like last night, that was a calculated move to have Trent Frederick go and try and trade himself for Ovechkin. You saw Absolutely. it all night. You're not going to do that with Marshawn. Like honestly, if Marshawn would have done that to Ovi, Ovi probably would have one punched him because that's a pretty fair trade. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I like Trent Frederick. I think he's good for the team. They. Dude, I think he's a, good for the NHL. Yeah, he is. They did a good job retooling with their young guys. Uh, none of them are like their first. <laughs> I love how they had that year where they picked three uh, first rounders in a row, and like none of them have really been that good. Like Debrusk has been, like, was good, but now he's like not really that good. <laughs> yeah. And all their first rounders, like Trent Frederick, was a first rounder playing fourth line, like. You're doing well, something with yeah. the picks, so at least that's good. But, I, I mean, they reloaded well. Like, they have a lot of guys that I don't know that so well. You, you want to know something? I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. And I've told, I've told you this, some stories and stuff before where when I went to the Buffalo draft by myself, drove mm-hmm. up there 10 hours. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there in the stands. First round, gets to the 28th pick. I'm sitting with two kids that are friends with uh, – with um, Steve Eiserman's daughter and they're huge Detroit fans. They yeah. said to me, who should the Bruins pick next? And I said, Alex to bring it. And they picked two. Brent Frederick. 29th pick. <laughs> Yikes. That's yeah. tough. And he went 32nd to the Blackhawks. Yeah, I'd do that trade 10 times out of 10. Uh, I like Trent Frederick. He's good, but uh, he's not no Alex to bring it. That's that would be that winger they've been looking for forever. That second yeah. line winger. Uh, yeah. I also thought of this other scenario this week that I wanted to ask you on here. And it kind of goes off of the fact that uh, sorry, Keels. Keels, you can just forward pass this part. Um, dude, the Sabres are so bad. They're in a terrible position. They Dalian's going off the rails, saying it's bad. Everything's bad. Don't know what's happening. And they were comparing the Sabres to the Browns the other day, that they're going to be a Browns-like franchise. That's tough. That's tough to hear. Um, <laughs> but anyways, what I wanted to get to out of that is if this continues, uh, one Jack Eichel is probably going to want to get out of town. And I would, love, I would love to see him go to the Boston Bruins. And as do I, I think you could make it happen, but you got to get David Krejci up out of there. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love you for that comment. Are you willing to do that? David Krejci is the guy that I've been saying for the past four seasons that I'm like, yes, he's really good in the playoffs. He is such a good second line center. But you have so much value in that man that you can send him, you can send I mean, you'd have to trade more than him, obviously, but to make the money work, it would have to be him. Him? Um, I would trade Carlos rights, and I would trade maybe a, a prospect and like a You would a barely need round. to clear space, bro. David Krejci, at the ripe age of, uh, what is he? 32, 34 is making 
the most money on the Bruins other than With seven mil? No, more than two grass. Seven point two five million. Seven point two five million. And Jack Eichel is a ten million cap hit. Take that all day. Yeah. Crazy's actually done after this year. His contract's up. I can't imagine Krejci, he would Krejci's be anywhere done near that. after this year. Uh, De, isn't DeBrusque and Carlo both RFAs? No. Um, De, DeBrusque is still there for a couple more years. De, uh, blah, 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 blah. Carlo, Carlo, Carlo. I don't know. No, no, neither of them are. Oh, yes, Carlo is. Carlo is. Uh, Nick Ritchie, Trent Frederick, Sean Corrali. Um, Sign Nick Ritchie to a $7 million deal. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. But no, Anyways, in all reality, I, in all reality. Yeah, we're getting off the rails here. But, yeah, dude, you send Krejci and, I don't know, anyone else, any of these young guys that they want and a first-round pick or two, and you got Jack Eichel, you got Patrice Bergeron, Jack Eichel, and Charlie Coyle up the middle, dude. Is that good? Is that good? It'd be unreal. (laughs) Yeah, that's sick. So, anyways, I hope that happens. That would be really cool. But Uh, Go ahead. So, I'm just going to throw an idea out there. If that was to happen, you put Jack Eichel on your first line. Do you take... Martian and Pasternak off of Bergeron's Bergeron's line? No, I think no, I think you leave that line alone. Yeah. And I think you have Jack Eichel do his thing and put a guy like, you know, DeBrusque and Craig Smith, like he can work with that. It's well, better than you gotta, working you, with that. Well, I guess Halsey. Off but, season, off season, you have to go get somebody. Yeah, I mean, you can also get rid of DeBrusque. Some he has yeah. some value. Um, yeah, you would, you would want to get someone in there ideally, but I don't know. I, I like that. Also Bruins, they might look at Halsey for, as a, uh, rental at the deadline. I don't know. We'll see. You know, I'm so, they don't have any room for though. I'm so sick of hearing the Bruins like be potential candidates for these huge names like Halsey Petrangelo, what else? I've heard everything in the last couple of years, and it's like, come on. Like, Sweeney and Neely, make the move. Yeah, but I mean, realistically, like, Halsey has to go. Like, if the Sabres continue on this path, he legitimately has to go. You have to get a first-rounder for him. You have to. Yeah. And it's going to be one of these teams, one of these playoff, one of these contender teams that get him. I Um, low-key hope that he goes back to Edmonton. That'd be sick. That'd be good. They could use that. Um, Last thing I had, the really, like, weird story about um, Artemi Panarin. Uh, Yeah, that sucks. Um. I obviously we don't know all the details. Um, if something actually did happen, obviously that is not good, and uh, that would be that needs awful. to be taken care of. But I think in this situation, where I think for a lot of people who are north, who are like North American sports fans, <clears throat> you know, this isn't like. I don't know. Like typically <laughs> it's usually true, but I think this is no, this is like Artemi Panarin is outspoken. So what happened is Artemi Panarin is outspoken against Vladimir Putin. Um, he backs this guy that's got jailed basically for wanting Russia to be like, you know, more democratic and everything like that. Um, won't get too much into the whole politics of it. But anyways, he backs this guy. And I mean, in Russia, dude, like if you, if you oppose Putin, it's not great for you. And this his former coach, uh, Nazarov. He's like a big Putin guy, like loves Putin. Um, and, you know, it seems 
especially by the strong statement that came out from the Rangers. Like you'd think that most teams would come out with a statement saying like, oh, we're investigating further, blah, 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 this and that. No, they came out right away and were like, basically said, this is bullshit. This is an attack. This is fake. And this is coming at him because of his political views. So I'm on that side of that, but I'm taking it as that at this point. And that's just unfortunate for the guy. He's got to be scared for his family over there. All, you know, and that's awful. This guy is one of the most exciting players in the league. I love to watch him. I love to see him out there. He's great for the game. Um, always has been since he came over. And I think he loves it here. He loves, you know, being free. And he wants that for his family, which is fair. And he had to take a leave of absence. And, you know, I wish him well and hope he's back at it soon. And I hope, you know, his family's safe and everything. I know it's like (laughs) you hear these things and you're like, how did that go under the radar for 10 years? You look at the, the NFL and these guys are found out the next day. And it's like, I mean, the only reason I say that's because the NHL doesn't have too many of those cases other than Slava Voinov, who we all know how that went. Yeah. That was Um, not great. (laughs) That was actually bad. Or what about Varlamov with the kidnapping case? But yeah, that was also bad. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like you hope like hell that these are these are just allegations and well, not actually truth. And the thing is, though, is if it, if it happens and it does like there are cases where it gets put away for 10 years because this reason, this reason. But there's a victim. There's no victim. No one has come forward. No one has said, yes, this was me. That's why I think like even fake, is a complete moron with this not even thing. Not even you see sometimes in these stories, people who aren't even the real people, they just do it to get, to get the clout at first. You know what I mean? Like there's not even one of those. There's not even a fake person claiming that this, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, there, there's not even like a, like one of uh, one of big Ben's hundred people that he's got behind him. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> it's crazy dude it's crazy it's like literally it seems to me in in what i the the facts i have or yeah that's completely fabricated and there's also a, a report from a guy who uh lived over there was on the beat over there and i think he left like i think he left russia because he was outspoken and stuff too and he's like supposedly a very good source and um he said like he said the same thing like this is blatantly just an attack on Panarin and his family's not safe now and blah 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 this and that because basically because he he supported this guy that was against Putin and it's crazy dude it's crazy that that is a real life thing that someone has to deal with that (laughs) he has to worry about the president of his home country wanting to potentially harm his family because he, you know what I mean? Um, you know what we should do next week? We should get Nazarov on to talk to him. <laughs> I'll shoot him a DM, dude. <laughs> See if he wants to come on. Well, we'll let him share his side of the story. Um, also, for those who like don't know, this coach is also like a notorious asshole. So uh, it's not surprising that he. Hey, don't talk one- about my Boston Bruin alumni like that. Oh, is he? Is he really? That's yeah. funny. Uh, what is it? A year and a half? I have no idea. Oh, but well. uh, anyways, uh, any other thoughts on the East Division? No, absolutely not. Okay, great. <laughs> We've been talking for a while. That was a great. That was a great episode. I missed you, buddy. Oh. I can't wait to do this again. Uh, I can't wait to get a beer. Yeah. <laughs> We got to get a beer soon, dude. We got to do a yeah, live. And then we're going to have to record ourselves. That's what I'm saying. We got to do a live <laughs> beer podcast and we'll just talk about, we'll get some topics going, you know, we'll get, you know, yeah, we get up all, some questions. We'll do something. Get all pickled and sauced up and then we can uh, talk <laughs> hockey. Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. Uh, <laughs> all right. You got any closing thoughts here? Are we going to wrap this one up? Um. No, I mean, I, uh, I'm i all set. I really hope that we get to do this next week. Yeah, me too. We yeah. should. Let's plan on it. It's a date. Sounds um, good. All right, buddy. Go uh, 
rub some shoe polish on your on your bald head or something. I love you. <laughs> uh, good talking to you. And thanks, everyone, for listening to the recap. As always, follow at the recap pod underscore. I uh, hope you enjoyed the episode kind of all over the place today, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, we had a lot to cover, and we'll be back at it again soon. See ya.